I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Bills losing overtime to the Minnesota Vikings, 33-30. Josh Allen had 29 completions on 43 attempts for 357 yards, one touchdown, and two interceptions. He also led the Bills in the rushing category with 84 yards on six carries. Devin Singletary rushed for 47 yards and two touchdowns on 13 carries, and Stephon Diggs led the air attack with 12 receptions for 128 yards. The Bills fall to 6-3 on the season and are now third in the AFC East and sixth in the AFC. Around the NFL now, some games that have wrapped up. The Dolphins defeated the Browns 39-17, taking the lead in the AFC East and improving to 7-3. The Chiefs beat the Jaguars 27-17, taking first place in the AFC with a record of 7-2. The Lions win in the final seconds against the Bears 31-30. The Steelers defeat the Saints 21-10, Giants beat the Texans 24-16, and the Titans win over the Broncos 17-10. Some games in action right now. Cardinals lead the Rams 17-3 in the third quarter. Cowboys lead the Packers 21-14 in the third quarter. And the Colts lead the Raiders 19-14 in the fourth quarter. The late game tonight, L.A. Chargers take on the San Francisco 49ers. Kickoff is set for 8-20. This sports update brought to you by Fiegel Car and Joyce, your border attorneys. I'm Josh Schmidt for the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. All right, thank you, Josh. Welcome back. The overtime show here on WGR. The Bills drop. What's some good words? Uh, what are some good radio-appropriate words to use to describe how this game went? Uh, 33-30 to 30 overtime loss. I'm, you know what? I'm going to stand up. I think this is better. Yeah, you know what? Oh, my gosh, this is so much better. Standing up instead of sitting down and letting all the blood flow to my legs. Uh, and just, you know, it's just better this way. Um, I don't know where to start on this game because there's so many mind-bogglingly frustrating things about this football game. Let's just all take a second here. Let's just, you know, let's stand up, stretch it out. I know, it's 6.30. You probably don't really want to listen to me, but here you are hesitating to turn on the radio. You're like, listen, I the last thing I want to do is listen to Nate on the postgame show. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to turn the radio on anyways. Let's just see. Let's just see what he says. Is he going to freak out? I don't know. Like, I don't know if I even have a freak out in me because of the level of pain this game inflicted on me. Now, I was at the stadium today, made my way back here um, after the interception in the end zone to Patrick Peterson. And... Watching that second half was one of the most frustrating things to have had watched 
in a very long time. I, I'm I'm of the point that it feels like this team is finding new, just absolutely gut-wrenching ways to lose football games. I mean, 13 seconds was enough, right? Wide right was enough. We don't need to continue to try to find new, exciting ways to completely break this fan base. I, I mean, I just, I'm at... This game has me at the sort of loss that I don't know what to talk about, what to think about in this game. I'm glad that I wasn't immediately on air for this after the game because I don't know that I could have articulated anything about what I saw in the final few minutes of this football game. Really, the entire second half, this right now, it is a broken football team. They're a broken football team. I mean, this is exactly the conversation I had with people while everyone was sitting here in January last year, sipping the copium, talking about how, well, they'll be back and don't worry about 13 seconds and it's fine. Let the coach, you know, just ignore all the questions about what happened and we'll be okay and and everything will be fine. This is exactly why when you're in a window to win a Super Bowl, you've got to go take it. And losing the way that they lost last year is, for me, is unforgettable. I'm sorry that I have to bring 13 seconds up, but this is just a pattern of this team losing in incredibly gut-wrenching ways. The Kyler Murray and the catch three years ago with DeAndre Hopkins. This, I mean, what? the hell was the ending of that game what is that your defense get how do you not take a snap it's the one thing you're supposed to do is take the snap secure it and fall forward one yard and the game is over i just i don't know what how how is how are any of us supposed to believe that this franchise or any franchise in this city will ever win anything? How how can anybody feel good or confident? Because when you do, you just get smushed. You just get stepped on like you're a common garden ant or something. Like just your hopes and dreams. I know it's week nine. Season's not over. Six and three. A lot of, I mean, they, they still, in a lot of ways, control their own destiny, frankly, crazy enough. I mean, they, they really control their own destiny. They still have four divisional matchups. They go 4-0 in those divisional matchups. They'll have a good chance of winning the AFC East. But how are we supposed to, like, get to the highest of the highs as a fan base, as a person, just as a human being? Rooting for them, the Sabres. I mean, what do we have left that can't be just shattered and broken? This just feels like the kind of game that will take me multiple weeks to get over. And part of it, to me, goes to finding new, terrible, gut-wrenching, emotional ways to lose football games. I've never seen a franchise find worse ways to lose sporting events. I've never seen a city have to deal with a, I mean, just be so emotionally attached to a team and watch them in the, in just these moments. 
how many things have to go wrong for you to lose the game today and having all of them go wrong? Just insane. It's incredible. You can't write it. That's the beautiful thing about sports is it can't be scripted. There is nothing that is possible. Like, M. Night Shyamalan could never think of something like this because it's just way too sad. It's way too sad. The, the best dramatic directors and writers of all time could never come up with something as dramatically terrible as it is to be a Bills fan. There's just nothing. You know, and now, good. I, I think we should take some calls. I think that's good. I think you guys will settle me down. <laughs> I, you know, I, I want to say I think I'm handling this quite well, TJ. Your thoughts? Yeah, I think so, too. I stood up. I stood up so that I wasn't sitting down. It's true. I can. I wish I was filming. I've never done that before. It felt good. It felt like I was in a power stance. I was lording the microphone. Yeah. I do that here a lot on, on this side. It, it does make you feel like you're more in control of things. I don't, so. TJ, I don't, I don't know what to say, what to think, because it just, to me, feels like there's this, in that, this Mount Everest hump that this franchise sits at the base of, and getting over it seems so impossible. Even when you think you have everything you need, you get to the you get to the mountaintop, you get to the very top, and somebody yanks the wheels right out of you, and you just fall right back down to the base of the mountain. And they'll have time to continue climbing. That's the important part. But what in I just like how could any of you get excited about the climb back to the top after a day like today, after 13 seconds, after Hopkins, after wide right? Like, what do we have to do to get over the hump? What do you have to do to stop losing games in this type of way? It's just, to me, you'll, I'll have people that are going to call in and blame the defense. You're probably right. You're going to have people that are going to call in and blame Josh Allen. You're probably right. You're probably going to call in and say you want to blame Ken Dorsey. You're probably right. Sean McDermott, you're probably right. Brandon Bean, you're probably right. I mean, just so many things in a game like this have to go wrong for you to lose the football game. So, I'm really interested in how someone's going to shock me. Now, please don't take this as a, as, a, as a challenge to try to surprise me on who could be to blame for this loss. But I, I, I don't know. Let's go to Neil. Neil, you're on the Overtime Show. Welcome, Neil. I'm going to make that so-called angry rant you had sound like Mary Poppins by the time I'm finished. Let me tell you about this crap that I saw today. You know what this feels like? And this is like the myth of Sisyphus. And for all the people that don't know what that is, he cheats death and his punishment is he has to roll a boulder up a hill for it to roll down every time it's near the top. That is what this goddamn franchise has done to us this game. And let me tell you what this franchise has done. This team has been exposed as a fraud and a paper tiger. They get punched in the mouth and they can't handle it. We lose more games when – think about this. We can't win one-score games. What have we lost, 10 out of 12? This team can't handle adversity. This team is only good when they're complacent and they have a big lead and they're up and they can coast. And you know what happens? Other teams take advantage of that and they say, you know what, maybe we can come back. And I'm going to tell you something. Somebody's head needs 
to roll. I don't care who it is, the offensive coordinator, a defensive coordinator, a position coach, somebody, anybody. You can't tolerate this crap and accept it. You can't have a quarterback who, quite frankly, is regressing and looking more like a rookie every time he throws these red zone picks. You can't have a team where the interior offensive line, quite frankly, isn't good, and Josh Allen is running because he's running for his life. We can't run the football with someone like Singletary because we don't have an O-line that consistently allows for running lanes to develop. You got one good receiver in Diggs and a bunch of two-and-a-halves in, in Davis and McKenzie. Nobody's there. Slightly better than a three, but not good enough to be a two. And this defense gives to Kirk Cousins, who's what, 10-54? and 54? I'm sorry, now 11-54 against teams with a winning record, and you allow Kirk goddamn Cousins to be the guy that beats you and makes this team look soft? Unacceptable. And every way you look at this game, it's unacceptable. And I'm sorry. And I'm going to say it now. You can hold my words to the end of the year. If this team goes to the playoffs and gets bounced in the first round, I want McDermott out. This is – he might just be a coach that is like Doug Collins to Phil Jackson. He might only get you so far, and maybe you need somebody else to go forward. But I'm telling you something. I watched this team today. You can't, like you said earlier, the number one peewee football, they teach you how to hike the ball and hold it. They, 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 these are mistakes that children make, not adults. And you're going to, I don't mean you specifically. No, but I know, I know. Come here and act like, oh, well, you know, this sunny optimism crap. We need to stop it. Well, listen, Neil, I. Next time, I'm just going to bring you on and have you host the show. I think I Neil mean, stole your thunder here. I, Neil did the he did the thing that I'm supposed to do, right? Right. Which is like, put together like a whole bunch of angry, coherent thoughts, make it sound smart. Neil, I mean, honestly, good for you. You don't have, Neil. Neil really took care of it. This I, week. Neil took care of me. Thank you, Neil. Neil, I'll, I'll send you my paycheck from today. <laughs> don't expect much, but I'll send it to you. Yeah, listen, Neil, you you said a lot, and you I think really captured a lot of the frustration. Listen, I I don't, the Doug Collins and Phil Jackson thing that that's a deep cut that that is interesting and <laughs> oh gosh Almighty! Well, if that's a preview for what's to come, I'm looking forward to the rest of the overtime show. Uh, really quick, tomorrow on WGR, it's Buffalo Bills Football Monday, presented by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at Northwest.com. Howard and Jeremy breaking things down in the morning. The Extra Point Show with Sal Capaccio at 10, followed by One Bills Live with Chris Brown, Steve Tasker at noon, Chopin Bulldog at 3. They'll have Eric Wood at 4. And 8 p.m., it's Monday Night Football. Westwood One presents Commanders at the Eagles. Buffalo Bills Football Monday all day tomorrow on the home of the Bills, WGR Sports Radio 550. We're going to get some locker room talk here as well, but before we do that, I want to make sure to remind you to be sure to catch Sal Capaccio, who takes behind the scenes on Bill's Game Day with Sal's All Access Facebook Live on WGR's Facebook page. It's brought to you by Duncan. America runs on Duncan. We're going to continue taking more phone calls. We're going to take a timeout. we got some breaks to get caught up on. It's been a, a weird one, considering the overtime and the extended time. I told TJ only sad cuts and sad bumpers for the evening, so uh, we will play appropriate music only here on the Overtime Show on WGR.
Yeah, I mean, number one is belief. I believe in them and believe in our coaching staff. We're 6-3, so we've, we've done some good things, but we've also gotten sloppy at times, and sometimes before you win, you got to prevent yourself from losing. And that's I know it's a negative kind of connotation, but that's really where it starts, number one, and that, and that usually involves the football. That's Bills head coach Sean McDermott. Welcome back to the Overtime Show here on WGR. The Bills drop a heartbreaker 33-30 in overtime to the Minnesota Vikings. They blow a 24-10 first-half lead and at one point a 27-10 lead. And uh, in heartbreaking fashion, let's go through some of the statistics from this game and get our eye on the quarterback, which is brought to you by Great Lakes Building Systems. We keep an eye on your business so you don't have to. Great Lakes Building Systems, our business is protecting your business. Uh, Josh Allen in this game, he ends up, give me a second. Josh Allen ends up 29 of 43, 330 yards, a touchdown, two interceptions, a 69 quarterback or QBR and a 78.9 quarterback rating. He also finished with six carries for 84 yards. A lot of those came in overtime on the two consecutive runs to kick off overtime. Devin Singletary finishes the game 13 for 47, two scores and did almost all of that in the first half and really did not see many touches at all in the second half. And same with James Cook, who I thought ran the football well in that first half, 5 for 22, um, but did not see any additional touches in the second half. Isaiah McKenzie, nice first half. Didn't see any touches in the second half when it mattered. Uh, no designed end-arounds, no jet sweeps, no nothing like that, nothing creative. They just kept throwing the ball to Stephon Diggs, which worked. He finished the game with 12 for 128. Gabriel Davis, 6 for 93 and Dawson Knox four for 57. There's just a lot of you, you, you leave this game asking more questions than you feel like you have answers to. What is wrong with this offense? Why do they outthink themselves? Why are they in a, unable to do anything in the second halves of games over the last three consecutive games? They've done nothing in the second half of these football games after really coming out the beginning of the season with slow starts, but really good second, third, fourth quarter. They were the best they were the highest third-quarter scoring team in the NFL going into that Packers game, and they have not – they just – they have gone into a shell. Let's go back to the phones, get connected with our fans. Let's go to Bob, who's been waiting patiently. Bob, you're on the Overtime Show. Welcome, Bob. Oh, I tell you what, Neil is my hero. Um, I, <laughs> he's he's very, a lot of our heroes hard. tonight. He's a lot of our heroes tonight. It's very, very hard to follow that up. But I will quote Vic Carucci back. I think may may have been that after the Music City Miracle, um, you know, this is what it means to be a Bills fan. I mean, it's, it's just the way we – what we have known for so many years. Uh, and But, you know, specifically going to this game um, – this is what you get, okay? Now, now, stay with me on this, and now I really want to hear your opinion. This is what you get when you put so much pressure on your quarterback to make every single play and win every single game. You can't run the football. You can't establish the line of scrimmage. You get stuffed on virtually every single first down when you try to run the football. You're caught in second and long in third and long on every single possession. You have to have your quarterback play hero ball 100% of the goddamn time. And you know what? Um, either you – and I'm going to flip over to the defense. Either you bring Trey Weight back so we can cover a number one wideout or you put him on IR. I'm I'm done with this. I'm just – I'm pissed, and, and I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow up what, what Neil said. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of yeah. us not being able to to handle adversity. I'm sick of us bending over 
whenever we get our backs to the wall. We win one or two games over the course of two seasons, and then we can't finish when we have to. I'm done. That's the word. Thanks Thanks for the call, Bob. Finish. And, you know, right now this is a team struggling to find ways to finish football games. They get ahead, and they just they can't finish it. And part of that's coaching. Um, but losing in the, in the manner and the fashion that they've lost and found ways in this regime. Um, listen, I am not fired Sean McDermott. I'm not there. But, you know, if we get to a point where this team, again, I think Neil said this, so they, they, they get to a point where they, they're one and done, they lose in the first round of the playoffs or something. You know, I, I think you might really have to look and say, you know, are we Andy Reid Philadelphia here? Um, where you go to four straight NFC championship games and lose – um, and I think that's a fair question to ask, uh, but we're not there yet. We're not there yet. There's a long season ahead. The ebbs and flows, they are real. I am going to play the part of mature thinker here tonight too, not just the irrational talker, which I'll do both. Get a guy who can do both, ladies. Get a guy who can do both, me, you know, a guy who can be absolutely unhinged and also very methodical and, and well thought out, you know, you get a guy, get a Bills fan that can do both. Um, but you know, that is an important part to think about here coming up. They've got four divisional games coming up. The season's not over. Uh, the ebbs and flows of a season, this is this is what they talk about when they talk about the ebbs and flows. But it um, does not make it sting any less. Thanks for the call, Bob. Um, we're going to take a timeout. Uh, we got to get uh, a timeout in. Then we'll hear from some players next hour. If you're hanging out on a hold, stick around. We'll get to you as well. Um, we've got a lot to get to over the next hour or so here uh, on the Overtime Show. Um, and a reminder... Well, actually, I'll get that to that on the other side. More of the post-game show here, the overtime show on WGR. Snap, Josh in the gun. Fires one toward the end zone, looking for Gabe Davis. Goes up high, makes the catch. Yes, touchdown, Buffalo. Gabe Davis, touchdown from Josh Allen. An 11-yard strike. What a drive that was. It took less than a, it took about a minute and a half. Takes turns and hands it off. And here goes Dalvin Cook. That's good room. He's got a long way to go, and he's going to go the distance. At the 30, at the 20, the Bills, 15-10-5. Touchdown. Dalvin Cook just broke one loose. My goodness, 81-yard touchdown run. Snap to Josh. Looks, looks, waits. Fires down, straight down the middle, intercepted in the end zone. Patrick Peterson picks it off, and that will end it. The Vikings win it. Josh Allen threw an interception in the end zone that Peterson, the veteran, picked off two yards deep in the end zone. All right, welcome back, fellow sickos that are still with me, listening, calling, yelling into the wee hours of the evening. I appreciate you. Thanks for thanks for tuning in, listening along. It's a tough one tonight. 33-30, Bills lose in overtime after having a 27-10 lead. And don't look outside because it's also snowing in case you were wondering about the impending apocalypse. Uh, that could also probably make you not feel too great. Let's go back to the phones, get connected with our fans. Let's go to Jamie, who's been waiting patiently. Jamie, you're on the overtime show. Thanks for being so patient. Welcome. Hey, Nate, how are you? So I called last week, and we had a conversation. And I'm calling it back because I have the same problem I had last week. We need to run the ball. Mm. So you talked about how we need to have Josh Allen passing out to the running backs. The first half, we were dedicated to the run. We had two touchdowns. 
Singletary was breaking tackles. Mm -hmm. We were doing what we needed to do. The great teams in the NFL have a run game. The Bills have no run game. And I'm sick of watching our team rely on Josh Allen. Every time he has the ball, he feels like he needs to make a big play. He needs to be a hero. He needs to be the guy that we're waiting on a sideline saying, make that big play, Josh Allen, when we have other players that can do just as much as Josh Allen can. We dress five running backs. Nate, we dress five running backs. How many teams in the NFL today dress five running backs? We traded for a running back. Yeah. Run the ball. I, Jamie, listen, I don't, I don't have a lot to tell you or to say that you're wrong. They ran the football very well in the first half, got themselves up on a lead, and they stopped running. I'm not going to tell you you're wrong that they should have run less in this game. Um, they've got the ball, they're up a score, and they could have ran the ball three times and punted and taken a minute and a half off the clock. Instead, they threw the ball three times, did not force the the Minnesota Vikings one time to use their one and only timeout, and they punted the ball away after two incompletions in in a completed pass for negative one yards. They're broken on the offensive side of the ball. And, you know, Josh can blame execution. Part of it is players got to be better. 100% players got to be better. But Ken Dorsey has not been good enough. He just hasn't. And, yeah, they traded for Naeem Hines. They don't want to use him. (laughs) That's – they they don't want to use him. TJ Hawkinson flew in after being traded last week to the Minnesota Vikings. Flew in, got in town. Went for nine for 70 last week and went seven more for like 50 yards in this game. And he was dealt at the deadline. He's the one of the big, he's the second biggest part of their offense. The Fox crew was going on and on about how quickly he learned the offense and all of this. So Naeem Hines in two games has basically run four routes. I'm with Jamie. I am not. I am not going to sit here on my pedestal and say that you're wrong for wanting this team to establish the run. I Here's what I'll say. There is got to be a conversation that people that think that throwing the football, like me, right? I'm one of those guys that throwing the football to win is got to be what you do. Look at the, the Kansas City Chiefs don't run, right? But they their offense is built in a way that builds in those layups. The extension of the run game is the... You know, him just extending plays and dinking and dunking and throwing down the field. He does, His average, you know, depth of target is not number one in football. In fact, it's not even close. But no one says that the Kansas City Chiefs have to establish the run, right? They don't. I don't they, they, they dress like four running backs a week. So, I don't know, Jamie. It's such a hard conversation. I, in the moment, you saying they need to do establish the run, that's why they lost. I'm not going to sit here and tell you you're wrong. Like, you're dumb and you're wrong. It's just not what I'm going to tell you. But I think I'm going to maybe say that it's it's a deeper conversation than that. Um, that just to say establish the run. But I, I, it's hard for me also because of how well they ran the ball in the first half. And it seems like they only can run the ball on first and ten. And then they get themselves stopped. And then second and ten. And then it's pass, pass, punt in the second half. You know, where's the five-yard pass, pass play on first down? Where I mean, the slant was open all day to Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs should have had 30 catches in this game. This team 
needs Odell Beckham in the worst way possible. I don't think he's getting him. I don't think they're getting him, if I'm being honest. Why would he come here? Holy guacamole. You sickos. Bunch of sickos out there listening to me right now. I can't believe it. I love y'all to death. You know, we're 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 in a deep together. And this sucks. And this is just, you know. Listen, you got you gotta admire how creative they are at losing these types of games. That's I guess all I gotta say about that. Let's cut to the locker room. We're gonna hear from Bill's corner Christian Benford, and it's brought to you by Buffalo Laborers Local two ten. Fit that tackle. That was on me. That was my fault. Move on, learn from it, and grow as a mature man. You're a rookie. This is your first year, but this is one of the worst losses, I think, for this team in a while, just the way it went. Do you feel that? Do you, will it be, what do you think will be said like this week coming off of this, a game you were up 17 in the second half? The only thing that could be said is just to get better, learn from it, understand what happened, learn, watch the film, take uh, criticism well, just understand what was the downfall to it. What what plays could have been handled differently? What what plays could you have looked a different way? What plays could you have executed a different way? And continue to work hard. I'm like, it's a loss, but don't, don't change your confidence. You'll never change your confidence in how hard you play and what you do. And we all trust trust God and whoever your hierarchy is and trust them and keep working as hard as you possibly can and grow on the mistakes that you made today. What made it so difficult to defend Justin Jefferson today? He had a big game, plenty of big catches. Uh, difficult uh, that's a that's a wrong word, but it was good work. That's all I would say. It was good work. He made some catches. We made some plays. That's the game of football. When you go against somebody good, and that person goes against somebody else good, because we good as well. So we made plays. He made plays. That's the that's the game of the game. And that's just how things work. Cam was just upsetting himself for not knocking the ball down. How do you make sure that guys don't, you know, take it personally on themselves and know that it's you know a team? Some things you just got. Help them out, be there for them. However they need to cope with it, you let them cope with it. But know that they that you there for them, and know that y'all getting better together. It's a long season, so we're gonna grow together. We're gonna get better together. We're gonna win together. We're gonna lose together. No matter what, I'm right there by his side. We all by his side. So, however he need to cope with it, we we let him cope with it, and we right by his side to help him pick his head up and keep going f- uh, from here on out. All right, that is Bills rookie corner Christian Bedford following today's. Heartbreaking, gut-wrenching, soul-destroying 33-30 to loss at home in overtime to the Minnesota Vikings. They moved to 8-1 and and are in a very good position in the NFC to push the Philadelphia Eagles as that top team in the NFC. The Bills? Well, we'll talk about that on the other side. We'll also get to more of your phone calls. 803-0551-888-552-550. Your numbers to call here on the Overtime Funeral Show. I mean, Overtime Show here on WGR. fellow sickos, Snake Erie here, overtime show chugging along. We're going to hear from head coach Sean McDermott. We're also going to hear from Bills quarterback Josh Allen, who is especially down on himself 
and as we all are today, down on ourselves. The hope is that the Bills will be able to bounce back after a loss like this. It's a tough one to bounce back on, but you look at what we saw in this game today, and again, I I mentioned this at the top of the show, a lot of things have to go wrong for you to lose the football game the way that the Bills lost their football game today. And one of them, I mean, I want to maybe go back and on the fourth down interception in the end zone and kick the field goal. Kick the field goal. Like, just just kick that field goal. And I do not want a situation like this to scar Sean McDermott from making the right choices on fourth down. Be aggressive. Go for it. That's not the time. It's just not the time. Kick the field goal. Kick it. I know they wanted to go up three scores. Kick the field goal. Because it. at the end, again, it, it mattered at the end. They lost by three. Kick the field goal. Let's go back to the phone. Let's go to Kevin, who's been waiting patiently. Kevin, you're on the overtime show. Thanks for waiting, man. Hey, what's going on, man? Listen, I'm going to be the voice of reason. You ready? I love it. Vince, Vince Lombardi simply said, what the hell's going on over here? Come on, man. Are you kidding me? This is, what, the third game in a row. The second half, we stunk up the place. I don't even think we have a touchdown. I mean, come on, man. You you say we got a run game. Let's run. Singletary eating it up in the first half. Second half, we relying on Josh. I mean, this it's, it's starting to get to a point where it's really, really, really getting ridiculous. You know, we relying on him, you know, to, to make plays, to do this, to do that. That's a lot of pressure. They say pressure busts pipes. Well, it bust on him today because he threw, what, a couple of picks. I mean, I pretty much – I won't say the guy was – I thought he was throwing it to the other guy, to be honest with you. I mean, it's like, come on. The first one, you took, same thing. You said we got the points right there. Kick the Take the points. Why are we yeah. going on it? Really? I think some of the coaches' decisions that we're making, that they, they, they're not making the right decisions. I'm not saying get rid of this or get rid of this. Sure. No, 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 no. We're a smart team. We're a good team. We got listen. Like they say, we got a circle of wagons and do better. That's it. I mean, real quick, shout out to my cousin Kev and my cousin Phil. Have a safe trip back home. Thanks for the call, Kevin. We appreciate you. Let's go back to the phones and go to Frank. Frank, you're on the overtime show. What do you got for me, Frank? Thank you, Nate. But all these people that went the Bills to concentrate on a running game, right? I mean, I'm old enough. It's almost 60 years old. I've been through all these things, all the home run throwbacks, all of the uh, wide rights and the rest of it. And, uh, and uh, um, today I'm thinking to myself, what would this one qualify as as far as, like, the snap or whatever, you know? Couldn't come up with a good name for it. I don't think it qualifies as one of those other, other ones, but maybe it does. But as far as the Bills and the coaches – I mean, I was around when O.J. was here for the first two years. And you know what they didn't like about O.J.? He, he wasn't good enough in the passing game. The, the coaches wanted him to, to be in a passing game, so he didn't play that much. You got Josh Allen. You got Hall of Fame quarterback, man. Let him throw as much as he wants to throw. The Chiefs are – you know what you got? If you, if you go to the running game, you got the, you got the Tennessee Titans. You get a lot, yeah. of run, a lot of run, you got but you don't score enough points to win. At least in the playoff. Um, I mean, the other thing I wanted to mention is, all these today's game could have been handled, or, or this is, the plays would have been different. I one one play here or there. Okay, knocks the ball down on, on an intersection try, or uh, 
they sacked Von Miller. I'm, I'm listening to the game. Yeah, the yeah Von Miller had that nice sack. And, yeah, and listen, I, part of this feels a little revisionist because I think it's easy for all of us to say, well, you know, Cam Lewis got to knock the football down. Yeah, sure. I agree. Cam Lewis got to knock the football down. But split-second decision, balls up in the air. He's looking to make a play. That is an unbelievable once-in-a-lifetime catch. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if you can look at this game and say, you know, Cam Lewis got to make it. Listen, I think what this comes down to is you needed one more play from Cam Lewis. You needed one more play from Dane Jackson. Dane Jackson was in position all night long. There were no blown coverages. There, Justin Jefferson wasn't running free down the field and making wide open catches. And Dane Jackson wasn't slipping and falling. Dane Jackson was in position all night. He was in, in, in golfing terms, he was in position A. T to green. Got down. Technique was right. Was running with him. Didn't turn around and play the ball. Cost him. Cost him multiple times. In overtime, right down there in the goal line, or at the end of the game, right down in the goal line, Bills ended up making that stop. Oh, gosh. I, when I think, when I'm thinking back of all these things, more terror keeps popping into my head. There are so many bleep-ups from this game. I mean, so. I don't. I, I've just never been. I, I've never witnessed a game like we saw tonight. Never. I've never witnessed one, whether it was the Bills. And that, that is saying something. They've been a part of some doozies. Are we to think that they, there's no way it gets worse than this, right? Like, is that is that what we're all of? Is that, is that what's giving us peace of mind tonight as you lay your head on your pillow? Like, there's no way they they lose worse than this, right? There's no way you beat Music City Miracle or, well, I guess I shouldn't say that because I thought for a long time there was no way to beat Music City Miracle and 13 seconds happened. And who, who would have known just a measly year later, not even, 10 months later, you'd be dealing with something like this. The thing is, is the word choke really comes to mind in this game like it did last year in the in the Chiefs game in the playoffs. They choke. No narratives, no close game stuff. They're choke artists. Until they win. Until they stop losing games like this. They've got to stop losing games like this. It's tough. There's no doubt about it. Um, all right, we're going to hear from Bills head coach Sean McDermott. Before we do that, we're going to hear from Bills quarterback Josh Allen. That's going to be on the other side, so don't go anywhere here. If you uh, didn't get a chance to listen to both after the game, you're going to get a chance to do that now here on the Overtime Show, and uh, we'll bring that to you coming up next. You're listening to the Overtime Show here on WGR. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.